Are you there? I'm here. It's a little okay. dark. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yes. Uh, sorry, I boomered the intro there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, to be joined here by the Rusty Cage live from perhaps one of the more famous tents on the internet. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoy the the aesthetic of that thing. Uh, how's your how's your Friday going? I know you said we've you've got some storms and stuff going on through, so we may have to be dealing with that. And so uh, you know what, uh, it could be a lot worse. I mean, it is. Uh, I'm not sure if I can say national uh, international jihad day, but uh, it is. You can, um, you can. We are streaming both the YouTube and Rumble, but uh, certainly yes. Happy international jihad <laughs> day or day of um, rage. Um, celebrate responsibly, please, everyone. Now, has anything happened um, today so far? I saw earlier something in France where uh, some kid uh, went after, killed his teacher and oh, um, stabbed someone else and said, Allah Akbar. Now, I don't know if the teacher was Palestinian or I, I don't know exactly, um, you know, what is going on. I suspect there'll be more. Um, just because I, I don't know. It's There's a lot of crazy people out there. Um, and it, to me, it seems a little irresponsible to, uh, uh, call a, uh, a jihad on, <laughs> on, yep. on the entire world. Yeah. I feel like you should probably, that's something that would require some, a little bit of maybe understanding the scope and uh, getting down to some realistic, uh, realistic, and plus, you know, it's Friday the thirteenth, right? Um, that's a day, you know. It's like, um, it's like having your birthday on Christmas. You know, they're trying to double up on a day that is already beloved in this country. I mean, something about like religious um, uh, persecution doesn't really strike me too much as like uh, uh, spooky, which is what I associate with Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's right. There's no, there's very there's very little spook factor. Um, <laughs> by the way, as people file in, 
I'm joined here by Rusty Cage. His YouTube channel and Twitter profile are both linked in the description below. Uh, hopefully at some point you'll find yourself intrigued by some of the things he's saying or with things we talk about and you'll go follow him. Uh, Rusty, you've got a, a pretty uh, interesting YouTube career. Uh, you've kind of been all over the place from uh, your early, uh, a lot of people may remember you from the knife days. Um, oh, that of course. Maybe a, a, a million internet years ago. Um, you know, f- fun fact that you actually, so you had a series of knife videos and then appeared on a European game show, I believe. Yeah, it was on a German game show for the knife game song, which is the five finger fillet. Sorry, it's getting real dark in here. No, it's okay. Time. You look better in the dark. The, um, <laughs> the yeah, the so you go on this show, you win, and you win, right? Uh, allegedly, fifty thousand euro. Is that correct? Yeah. It, so, um, two thousand eleven, I released the video, like the knife game song, and then yeah. two years later, it it blew up, and they invite me on this game show, uh, called Unschlagbar. Which Absolutely was like named. a, yeah, it was like a, it means unbeatable. So it was a variety game show that just started. Um, and they would have someone who has a talent that would uh, sign up for the show. They had to be German. And then they would find people around the world who they think could beat the person at that talent. And some German kid uh, signed up saying he was the fastest knife game song player in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the producers, obviously, they just reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And at first I'm like, absolutely not. That sounds insane. This is probably some scam. I'm not going to get hostiled uh, yeah, right. out there in Germany, get taken. But my roommate convinced me, he's like, this is a good opportunity. You know, why don't you just practice? Just actually try to get fast at this and go out there. And it did finally kind of seem legit to me. So um I practiced and uh, went out there and then won. And that was the life-changing moment for me because I went from working shitty jobs into uh, having $37,000, which was world, yeah. world-changing. That's, I mean, that's at, at that age. So this was, you said, 06? No, when, when, was the con- when was the performance? This was uh, 2013. Oh shit! It wasn't that long ago then. Ten yeah, years. not really. I wasn't that young either. I, I probably should yeah. have get together by then. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Well, you must have been like 15, 16, 17 years old. Thirty grand's like a million. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was twenty three. Well, that's still a lot of money at twenty three. Uh, I mean, it's still a lot of money right now. One thing um, I, I found the most interesting about about your YouTube career. Well, just really your, I mean, it's not just a YouTube career because YouTube's just one avenue that you use, but, um, you're one of the more like, uh, versatile creators on the platform, whether it's, uh, a graphic novel, it's mute, your, your music, which it's, it depends. I, I imagine you have different factions of friends. You probably are viewers. You probably still have a chunk of people from the knife game days. You have probably people from your music and uh, maybe even a lot more recently, 
the uh, world's tallest lemonade stand, which also was very uh, kind of a cultural, still one of my all time favorite uh, videos on YouTube. Um, Yeah, it's um, it's it's very, very good. I wanted to try and like touch on a little bit of each, if that's okay. Um, And I'm going to pepper in some uh, some uh, easier, easier, uh, quick questions. For example, uh, favorite favorite band out of Gainesville. Favorite band out of Gainesville Um, or we'll say Gainesville area. I mean, I know there's some famous bands from around here. I mean, Tom Petty, obviously, was the, the biggest one. Uh, yeah. Is it Against Me, I think? is Against from... Me. Yeah. Hot Water Music. Oh, yeah. Hot Water Music. Uh, man, I really don't know. I, I don't listen to a lot of music, to be honest, especially not that much um, local music unless it's a, a friend's band. I would say Super Twin. Super Twin right go. now is a band that's blowing up. Okay. Um, they're they're currently the best band in Gainesville, and uh, I'm trying to say good band? buddies. Yeah, but but <laughs> yeah. besides just being, I'm saying this band is good. Uh, okay. I'm, it it kind of changes the relationship of being friends with someone whenever you see them play a show, and then you're like, holy shit! Uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this performance. Yeah, they're, that's they're a- worth looking into. All right. Well, I'll check them out. Yeah, I figured it, it might not be, um, you know, I, I think whenever I think of Gainesville, Florida, I always think of Hot Water Music, right? which was really popular when I was young. At least their bassist is one of the reasons I started playing bass, even though like I don't I can't say like their music's, you know, like it's it's whatever of the era. It's not like I don't think it's earth shattering, but I do. I mean, think they had a good. song on Tony Hawk so they did and that was a big deal back then getting yeah. on tony hawk uh video game was huge and uh that whole era there was a lot of a, a lot of bands but um you know one thing i looked at when i looked at a lot of your music is um you know the imagery that you use and the tone and the way you use eye contact and when you do your videos and um kind of the overall aesthetic I think is really unique and, and something I really enjoy is putting out, I mean, you've put out a lot of music. Is that something that you just are always kind of doing whenever the mood strikes you or are you, or is that something you want to do more? Like you want to put together, you know, do you see yourself going back, you know, continuing to do that and maybe, you know, putting out more consistent music or is that just part of your tool belt? Uh, yeah, that's like one of these spiritual questions. Um, <laughs> I mean, the biggest mistake or my biggest downfall is the fact that I'm trying to do too much and then not actually sticking to one thing or being known for any one thing. So I end up ostracizing all my fans who follow me for yeah. whatever different reason. Um, and on the music aspect, uh, I love music, but I also hate it because mm-hmm. I don't listen to music very often um so it kind of has to come it's almost i feel like it's my responsibility to make music but i don't make it as consistently as i probably should i mean it's been five years since my last album Mm -hmm. i need to get working on another one i have a few songs ready is that if uh if all should fail that record that yeah that song would be on the next one wait no no sorry if all should fail was the last one yeah the last one 
Yeah. Okay. That was like that was, five. I just remember that was like five ish years ago, at least the music video. So maybe the record came before that. No, it was right around the same time. Um, I am going to start working on a new album. I need to get better at some things. I, I hyper focus when it, or I obsess when it comes to making these songs on the composition and on the mixing. Mm. I don't really have a professional ear when it comes to mixing and mastering. And I tend to, uh, spend way too long in that process so it could take me months to come out with a song that really i should have been able to write and record in a week yeah i find that to be as somebody who um you know i've played music my i mean since i was 15 i find generally the creative minds the song writers that is a, a not so uncommon trait mm. one of the one of the best tools so i was never a very good bass player but I always found homes in bands because I was the guy that got shit done that okay. would like be like, all right, dude, no, it's okay. Like, I know gotcha. that I know you've listened to it 400 times and you're thinking about adding that's that, you know, a little, um, you know, glockenspiel in this one spot, <laughs> but we're paying $250 an hour for studio time. It's fine. You know, yeah. I, I went through the whole era of, you know, I the first credit card I ever got was to buy a shitty little two-track um, input so we could record in my garage. And I always found myself around people who were similar like that, where they they when I play with a lot of people over the over the years that when they put out music, it was really good, but then they suffered you know paralysis from you know, via right. over you know over analysis. But I think that's just a trait of you know shouldn't beat yourself up about it you just need to surround yourself with somebody who can be like all right player like this is good a hundred percent uh that's that's what i need i need a, a second ear like a, a producer i try to always have my friends listen but they're also musicians and yeah. they're all busy with their own lives i need a clone of myself that doesn't play the songs and just listens to them and says what are you talking about that's fine and i can trust their opinion on it because like yeah. you said, with the glockenspiel, that really is what I'm doing right now. I have, I'm on like <laughs> the hundredth mix of a, of a song. And I'm just saying, ah, you know what? Right after the second verse, I'm just going to, I'm going to take this one little second out and that's going to make it so much better when no one, no one knows the difference. Very few people. This is something I talk about. Usually I get off on tangents when I talk about music, but the, People do notice it's a part of the whole. It's all a sum of the of the total. Right. But, you know, someone who does a lot of composition, too, that I really like is like Sufjan Stevens. His songs have many, 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 many tracks. Um, But I think that the days, one thing that I often lament, I don't know if, I guess you're not a huge, as you've mentioned, a huge fan of music, but I'll say, make this observation anyway. Wait, I will say you, this. Uh, I Oh, God. Uh, all right. I, I don't listen to music. I say I'm not a huge fan of music, but that's a hypocritical thing for me to say. I I've studied music. I know the history of a lot of music. I know uh, vast genres going back. Uh, I listen to everything um, whenever I'm actually studying it to write music. So I am a fan, but I just don't consume it on a like. A yeah, that's piece. fair. Um, I think that. um I guess where I was going is, you know, music has changed so much. We went from an era, at least in my lifetime, where, you know, w records like the track order mattered. 
Like right. when when we were record we record albums, it would be like the the placement of each song mattered. Now we live in like a singles world where every band just puts out nonstop singles so they can rack up Spotify play hours so they can um you see a lot of bloat, I guess what I'm what I'm mm. saying is in, in modern music. And uh I don't find that when I listen to to your tracks, even though some of them are a little bit longer. It feels like everything is there that that should be. And um yeah, I, I'm 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 hopeful that you continue to, you know, go down that path and that you don't get stuck. Find someone to find someone near you that can tell you to get off your, you know, just move on to the next song already, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to force myself to trust in the initial concept but man that could be the difference between a good song and a bad song uh just by not putting the energy in i do you think that you said bloat when you're talking about everyone putting out singles now i mean i kind of like that aspect Uh, not having songs be lost on an album i couldn't Mm. imagine i don't know being kanye west or something and putting your heart into every song and then only three of them are really heard yeah i i i think i i i that's a good counter to it but also i see musicians who now are releasing like 18 track records and uh they're just so damn long Mm -hmm. that uh you know i just i wonder how vying for playtime rather than album sales has changed i guess that's what i mean by bloat like there's a lot there aren't, it seems like there's less of that insane attention to detail that you're talking about now. And there's more of this, like, well, it's instead of having a 10, I think the perfect album's like 10 tracks, maybe 11. Yeah. Yeah. They should be like 30 minutes to 40 minutes, not two hours long. And uh, that's what I see generally with modern music that makes me kind of bummed out about it. But um, I guess. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's what I meant. I well, think with, right, I, I, I guess with, uh, yeah, when I'm writing a song, I maybe I back in the day, I would write songs just to kind of write songs because it was still new and uh, I thought about it differently. But now I feel like if I'm going to go into a song, there has to be some reason why I'm making it or it has to, I don't know, it has to like cover There's, some topic. There should be a reason for it to about. exist. Yeah. 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 I buy that. I mean, I think that, um, do you want to think smoke? that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I think that your, your attitude is probably the creative better attitude. And my attitude's more like, more like, um, uh, more, uh, on the outside looking in or like from the business aspect of it. And, um, I guess that's how I've always looked at it. I've always enjoyed a lot of obscure music and um and I've been a big fan of I mean even like uh I'll say like your aesthetic is is like kind of right up my alley in terms of the music that that you write and uh, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass but like there's a lot of bands that have those kind of, you know, um there, there there's there's not a lot of bands that you know, or musicians that really stick to kind of their own thing without trying to, you know, fit a mold. And I don't think that the the songs you've put out really are, they're not really trying to be anything. They're just, 
you know, a, a song. And I think you could tell the difference. I guess what I'm saying, like you can tell the difference between somebody yeah. who's trying to write a song for the radio, for example, or whatever's hip or cool or whatever. You know, I've tried. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but well, yeah. When I, I was when I was young, it was a dream to get on the radio. Uh huh. Like now, it doesn't make any difference. Who cares now? Yeah. yeah no one listens yeah. to the radio. Yeah, now that now it's really no difference whatsoever. But when I was young, we were sending CDs into the local radio station, and mm-hmm. it was like the coolest thing. One time they played one of our songs on like their local <laughs> like section, you know? Yeah, like, fifty listeners. Probably, yeah, 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 maybe. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, Mister Big's gonna be coming in the limo any minute now. And uh, yeah, that obviously never happened. But I, I wanted to move to the the graphic novels or the comics the requiem uh, of the of the crazies was that a one-off thing i remember watching your series about that when you you know unboxing your boxes of box of boxes of comics and um the art style and stuff like that what this made is... you think oh god oh no sorry what was the question i mean what made you you know decide to do that and do you see yourself doing any more of that down the road yeah, I, I initially planned that. I mean, I've been a fan of comics growing up, and that was doing actual uh, illustrative art is um, one of my passions. So I wanted to make a comic, and I think I probably had bigger ambitions than I was able to do. It's also another aspect of spending too much time focusing on everything. Everything has to be perfect, and it takes so long for me to power through one comic so i have eight planned in the series yeah who knows when i'm gonna finish it well there's but i am three, gonna finish it. are there three out I yeah there's three out right now three out yeah yeah well i mean it's an evolution too i mean i start out and you can see the progress through the comics so far going from the first to the third uh i relearned how to draw things and i'm getting better at writing the comics out so it's kind of a fun journey well I mean, in the meantime, while you've been sitting on your ass doing nothing, there's been uh, a pretty big, like, kind of uh, movement in the, you know, graphic novel, creative novel space. There's a whole industry now of, you know, self-produced comics. Not that there weren't before, but, you know, I think that, you know, that's something that, you know, while while you've been away has changed a lot. There's, um, you know, several YouTuber uh, you know, people who just print, press, draw their own comics that are doing extremely well, that are extremely, the distribution's gotten much better and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, when you put out your next one, if you can leverage some of those personalities out there in the community that are doing it at a, a large scale. Uh, I if mean, that's something you care to do, you know. That was actually just starting right whenever I was putting out my first comic. Um, Doug to Naple of Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, yeah. Yeah, he he was just kind of tapping into that crowdfunding aspect of comic mm-hmm. books and making a lot of money doing it. And I saw a lot of other people doing that for some reason. I don't know. I, I didn't push it hard enough. I wasn't on the campaigns as much. But yeah, I did do the crowdfunding route for the first three and um, uh, made money doing it. But yeah, I, I should push the next one a lot harder and really try to milk it i i'm worried though of course that... you should of course <laughs> you should this is why you need a business manager yeah this is yeah, this is why you do 
Let me tell you something before. Let me interrupt you as you spend your time with me, coach you up a little bit. Yeah. I see people like you all the time. I surround myself with them because they inspire me. I don't have a creative mind. I don't have, um, you know, even when I play music, I was not the greatest bass player. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not the first guy to sell coffee. I, a lot of YouTubers, uh, you know, Sydney's like you too. She has great ideas. And then, um, you know, I think the innate ability to whore yourself is not something most people are comfortable doing yeah. where, you know, you, you get this comic book and you've got to really commit to like push, 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 push to sell it. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, it's your business. And, you know, if people might say, people might say to you, oh, you selling out, man, all you ever talk about is a stupid comic book or whatever it is that you want to promote. But that's the level of commitment that it takes to really blow something up. Um, gotcha. You know, at least that's my opinion. Like a lot of, there are a lot of, for example, content creators that are not natural sellers that could be making a, a lot, not that you solely driven by money, but let's not pretend that money isn't, you know, can't fund other things that maybe you have like more it. passion in. Yeah. Yeah. Money's a good thing. I think that, I think that, you know, your books are extremely unique. Um, I think that they would do well. Again, it's just a matter, it's a matter of your own priorities, you know, what you want to, you know, what phase you are in your life. Cause it's been a few years now. I know you're in the I'm, I'm shifting. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, when's the next album? When's, uh, when's the next comic and i'm like oh i gotta finish building this this guillotine in in my yard i'm living in a tent um i i am switching i'm trying to switch my my mindset to be more business focused and i guess the older i get the closer to the end i'm seeing uh mm -hmm. life becoming and so it's like i really should be pushing more to sell. I don't care if I'm people think I'm a sellout for any reason, but it's probably better to at least be in everyone's face promoting something, getting your name out there than just uh, slipping into obscurity and uh, dying before finishing a comic book series. So, hey, hook me up with a business manager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the uh, you know, I'll just, uh, you just call me up in the morning and I'll, and you tell me what you're working on and then I'll, I'll just scream at you. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I think that many creative mindsetted people like yourself often get in the weeds on the business side of thing, which is why so many, like when you look even musically bands like kiss, which to me, I'm not like a big kiss fan, but like what they did with merchandising absolutely changed the world. Did it make their music any less good? No, it was just mm. them being smart with their IP. And I think, um, you know, people give me shit about shilling my coffee, but you know what? YouTube demonetizes could demonetize me tomorrow and yeah. if that happens and i don't have people buying coffee or people doing this guess what i'm not making videos anymore i'm going getting a real you know getting a real job um you know all this kind of stuff so it's uh it's interesting i think that um you're not alone in that when you um when you're working on a, a big project a long a long-term project like the lemonade stand um, is that something that just consumes you? I feel like it does. Like it consume, like you build it with hand tools. You, you do it like literally in the hardest way possible. You make it the most difficult on yourself. 
Um, is that when you're doing that, is that just like, that's your whole life? That's it. I'm up getting up every day. I'm working on this damn thing. I'm filming or do you cut or do you like, you know, work at the frozen yogurt shop during the week and then, and do it kind of on the weekends. It's, it's really hard to switch mindsets when you're on one project. Um, I, I would say, yeah, it is. I've been pretty consumed with it. It's been about a year since I started maybe a little bit over and realistically I should have got it finished, but a lot of it's in the production of the videos. Mm -hmm. Writing. I have to keep in this mindset so I don't just get lost in whatever the original vision of the series was. Um, and also it's working around a lot of environmental factors. I mean, this is Florida. It's either a hundred, in 10 degrees or it's uh it's raining so you can only work whenever you yeah. can work um but i i really want to wrap this up because i i'm finding myself wanting to thinking about other things and getting distracted with other mm -hmm. ventures and future projects when it's i'm not even done with this one um so i have to stay focused on it right now i'm staining it make I it saw a that good choice on the color yeah, the, um, it's it supposed to be a lot lighter, but whatever. It looks cool. It's black. Yeah, I mean, black, to me, it was always going to be black. The fact that you even considered another color was shocking to me. But I do think maybe red would work or, um, you know, some of the stain choices that, you know, that would work. What are you thinking, um, you know, if, you know, so by the way, for people that haven't seen that series, they should definitely go, by the way, if you're just tuning in, I'm trying to also real-time troubleshoot something on Rumble. There should be a couple thousand more people there watching. I don't know what's going on there. But um, his YouTube, I'm going to show, uh, I'm not going to show the video, but I'm going to show the YouTube channel. And then, um, you know, it's something, if you're if you're watching now or watching later, um, you know, he's got a lot of interesting series. But if I can make a recommendation, the guillotine series is extremely good. It's not just watching some lunatic. It's not like a DIY guillotine. It's a theatrical experience that um, kind of makes you think a little bit. And, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting when you're all, do you have any plans for, oh, by the way, I'm joined by Rusty Cage. His YouTube channel is linked in the description. Please do um, subscribe to him or check, at least check him out. Also, uh, his Twitter uh, is at, uh, uh, Rusty Cage, R S T Y C G, uh, on Twitter. Make sure you give him this is your official. I was DMing your your backup for a while, and I was like, This fucking guy, like, he's <laughs> he used to reply to me, and then uh, I didn't realize that your old one had gotten unbanned. Yeah, I'm on uh, probably my eighth or ninth Twitter account at this point, or which brings me to account. yeah, th this brings me to the um, kind of the online censorship uh stuff that i was thinking about what what kept getting you banned on twitter i like i i never saw anything that was super spicy maybe maybe i did i mean you did wish me a national jihad day but i think a uh, happy national jihad day but what was it that kept getting you banned it's always stupid stuff uh it, there's been kind of campaigns where people will go around and they'll try to find technicalities to get accounts banned. And I've been sucked up in a few of those. Um, uh, once I got okay. banned as red dead redemption two was coming out, I said, um, I was talking about the game, like tweeting about it. 
And I think I said I wanted to. Uh, all right. I can't wait to type a prostitute and drop okay. her off in the desert and have a cougar eater, something like that. But I was talking about the game and but it's you know, clearly. That, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's been stupid stuff. Sometimes it's the, not cool, sometimes it isn't. Remember the the way the world stopped when that one kid uh, lassoed uh, a, a lady suffragette and fed her to an alligator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, it was like, I remember when that happened and it was like... Wait, actually, I don't know. <laughs> there was... It was like the it was like the world had ended. Somebody like f- released a clip of like lassoing a lady suffragette from that game. Oh, yeah. drug her into the alligator pit, and then they ate her. And then everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is terrible! This is the worst thing that." And a lot of this stuff, I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, a lot of the on online kind of outrage, which is where I live, it, it's my opinion that it exists because people have it too good. That life is too good, um, and that's why people are upset about uh, video games or upset about. You don't see, you know, people in uh, who live in poverty who are worried about this kind of stuff. Do you think that? Um, first of all, do you? Th- I mean, I guess why do you think people are so hyper focused on this stupid shit that like doesn't matter? I mean, I definitely agree with you. It's it's a lack of other things to be concerned about. And it's a, um, it's a comfortability that has been set up for us. So we don't focus on things that we should be focused on, like who's running the country or how it's being run or the mm-hmm. nature of money or how we're being fed things just to consume. Uh, it wasn't so long ago and maybe it's still kind of like this, but I feel like it's starting to change that, you know, everyone had five different streaming services and they're, they're just being distracted by things, creating problems in order to solve them and to feel like they're doing something. And that's fine. I mean, I guess that's the nature of humans is we're we're in the fight for something, but it's just it's nonsense. And it's there are more important things to be concerned about. And what I think is changing now is that people are starting to realize that and they're starting to look at perpetual wars and um, the corruption in our government and how that coincides with corruption around the world. Um, Yeah, uh, it's unimportant nonsense. Who cares about video? It's have fun. I don't know how someone really gets like wrapped up into this too much or cares too much about any of these smaller issues not to say that like uh i only focus on the real issues the big issues yeah right 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 well that's i mean we all we're all guilty of getting sucked into you know our uh our own little personal you know yes sorry the mailman just came so my in protective mode but the um i think it's interesting that um I'm always brought back and there are probably better examples, but I, I, you know, I'm always thinking about like, uh, you know, 1984, was it, no, what was it where they talk about, you know, people have sports, why sports are a thing that wasn't in 1984. I don't think that maybe goes back to the Roman times. Oh, yeah, sure. The, um, the, the bread and circus. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, like, man, people can't buy groceries, but, 
uh, did you see what this idiot tweeted? Like uh, they tweeted something insensitive and I'm going to make my whole day about that. And I'm like, oh, like gas is $5 a gallon. Don't you care about that? <laughs> like, that's the news. I mean, that's yeah. The news is always talking about that's why it's like when you see something being pushed by the mainstream media, you have to say, OK, that is what's not important. So what actually is going on that is important because they're clearly trying to divert people's focus and attention over to something that can't be resolved. I mean, it's the same thing with a lot of politics, how there's these kind of token legislative uh, points that just keep getting brought up. And they, it's for a long time, it was the legalization of marijuana, yep. gay marriage. And of course, it's always going to be abortion. And they're yep. just going to keep tossing them around, repealing them, uh, putting them out and saying, oh, this could be next. So people just keep fighting for the same things for 70 years. And then, yeah, not realizing it's the bread and circus. It's it's the blood sports that they're uh, in reality. They're chipping away at your coins and devaluing your currency and making your livelihood slowly and slowly worse and worse until eventually you're renting forever and you can never purchase a house and you get a uh, fed your government mandated food yep. um, yeah and small rations and it's unhealthy and you'll die young yeah i think uh as as uh i mean i actually you know i i mean i i do believe that that is i mean it's never been more obvious than this year with the ufo stuff oh my god it's like uh <laughs> just like i i mean they're like Hey, by the way, UFOs are real. And people are like, oh, oh, oh. They said that like oh. five times in the course of a year. They had three <laughs> three to five different scenarios where like, wow, this is UFOs. These are UFOs. This time UFOs are real. No one cares because no, no one. one. I don't think it's because people don't care because, uh, I mean, one aspect is that like life is so challenging now that even if there were UFOs and actual aliens, it's inconsequential to people's survival. But it's so obvious that they're just trying to get people riled up about something that doesn't even exist at all. There's a theory that, uh, I mean, the, the idea of being in a perpetual war does something to people. In the past, it has. It's inspired people. It's made them um, more vulnerable or more accepting of being taken advantage of and having mm -hmm. taxes raised or keeping political parties in power. And so the, what they would want to do is to have these wars go on forever, whether they're real or not, whether they're manufactured or not. And the goal is to eventually have an alien invasion that no one can actually see happening, but they know it's happening somewhere, an invisible threat, which maybe they pulled off in other forms recently. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't mm -hmm. say what that might be. <laughs> Rusty is awake. Yes, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is there is something to that. I do think, though, that people probably not fast enough, but people are waking up to it a little bit where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, at least it feels like in my circles without like getting too overtly political you know, I think a lot of people revealed themselves this week. I'll put it that way. Um, and and then then people's reactions to that, like, oh, wait, I thought we were I thought we were buddies. But, oh, this is how you really feel. 
Like, I yeah. think that there is a kind of a great awakening that's happening with people, um, you know, and you have people who are willing to ask tough questions out there. Um, I mean, look what they did to Russell Brand. I, I mean, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but I, I can say that it was very clearly a coordinated thing. For I don't sure, think the yeah. guys, I don't think the, I mean, I'm sure that the guy was a piece of shit. Uh, he was like a heroin addict and a sex addict and all this stuff. I'm sure he did stupid stuff. But to me, and I, I felt like to other people who were looking at that situation, what about all the people that knew about it and then just like gathered up their acorns and waited until he said the wrong thing to give a damn about it? They're just as bad, in my opinion. Like people just hold on to this information like, well, we knew about this for 15 years. But now that he's questioning, um, you know, big pharma, now we're... Now we're going to cash in our chips. I think people are people are kind of waking up a little bit to that. And I'm not saying everything yeah. Russell Brand says is correct. I'm just saying he's it's a guy very convenient who that is- yeah, the second he's finally coming back into mainstream uh the mainstream vision and he's railing against the establishment, then they say, "Yeah, oh, a unnamed person came out and accused him of heinous things." It does seem very obvious. I'm hoping that people are waking up to at least at, at least not or understanding that these this is going uh, can happen to a lot of people and it's not always something that should be career ending as though or, that's what it was a few years back when something like this would come out it was over. He they ended Milo the same it. way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. Even seem like he's worried about it at all. Yeah, he lost a few sponsors but I mean, oh, I mean, YouTube demonetized it, but he, he demonetized him, but he's also pretty rich. Mm. The big concern is, and the reason that like I cover stuff like that is because, yeah, Russell Brand had twenty million dollars in the bank and can fight it. Right. When they do it to like a uh, you or I, for example, we can't fight it. We just get removed from the face of the earth, from the internet. And that's why I'm so glad that there's more options for getting the message out there, like new tech, alt tech, stuff like that. That's why I signed with Rumble because it's like, you know, they, the UK government wanted, like sent a letter to Rumble and said, Hey, you got to take away this guy's livelihood. And they told him to get fucked. Like YouTube never would have done that. (laughs) Like France told Rumble, Hey, you've got to remove, I think it was like RT. Look, I'm not standing RT Russia today, but I'm just saying Russia said, you've got to deplatform this channel. And Rumble said, no, get fucked. And then they just removed their service from France. That's so there are, awesome. there's, there's more like options for people. My whole thing with censorship and the, and the, is that I think we're at a, we're at a tipping point, an inflection point, at least maybe, well, maybe tipping points a better terminology for it, but you know, for years they could bury people it's like uh put kicking the can down the road oh we'll ban this guy because he's popular and he's saying things we don't like maybe they're saying things that are true maybe they're not i don't think everything alex jones says is verifiably true i know that there are things he has said that is true but for years their their mo was to ban people and uh get get them off the you know get them off twitter get them off youtube mm-hmm. so people can't hear them but all that really did was galvanize their viewers it didn't actually you know, combat their ideas. Now there's there's more options for people to get out there and talk and and question things. 
And I think that that's serving to, it gives me some hope that people are less likely to get, uh, get drawn into the bread and circus or the, you know, my, my, my foosball on Sunday, um, got to watch my foosball and, uh, and more involved in, Hey, wait a minute. You know, why did we send, you know, what did we send? How many billion where? Yeah. Like what? Like, well, it's it's getting scarier too, in a sense, because if those old tactics stop working, where you can just deplatform someone off mm-hmm. uh, every social media, what are they going to do next? They're going to hit you with a billion dollar lawsuit or yeah. uh, have you arrested uh, on hyped up charges. You're going to be a political prisoner because there's a campaign around and you've been saying something that they don't like. They can manufacture charges if they wanted. So it's, it, We've seen it happen. Yeah. We have United States citizens. Like I'm not asking. I've never asked my viewers to take a side here, but you know, I think it's fair to say that you know our government has political prisoners from people that were trespassing, um, sent without a trial in prison for 18 months or whatever without a trial. Like this is there's stuff happening in this country that you know I don't like to be a doomsdayer, and we'll change the topic shortly. But like this shit is matters. And there's like mm. there's like North Korea level stuff going on that people are just like, yeah, but somebody had a mean tweet, but somebody you can't, you know, and it's like, well, you know that there are political prisoners in this country. You know that our you know Department of Justice is being weaponized against people that the FBI uh, has like people who support Trump on watch lists, all this crazy stuff. And again, I'm not saying you support Trump or not. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I don't like to let people put words in other people's mouths, but I'm saying like, you look at all this shit and it's like, man, that's what people should be mad about. You know, not aliens, the paper mache alien that the Mexican authorities put in front of the, like one of the worst looking alien bodies I've ever seen in my life. That shouldn't have been entertained at all by anyone for any amount of time. That was ridiculous. But I, yeah, uh, it's, what I find also very concerning is, you know, obviously how divided everyone is. But when you see something that's a glaringly a misjustice, um, you know, someone's arrested and they're sentenced to 20 years for something that you say, how the fuck did they get 20 years for that? But it's yeah. politically motivated. Um and then you talk to someone else and they're saying, good, I'm glad that person got arrested. Their, their opinion is the complete opposite. It's like it makes zero sense to you. There's no cohesion between the binary that's been created. And it's hard just to find where you fit in. Or am I being brainwashed? Have I gone down the rabbit hole and everything I'm thinking is no longer logical and it's only backed up by my own prejudices? or whatever uh it's harder and harder to find what is actual reality because of the amount of propaganda and just manipulation that's put out there to brainwash you slowly and slowly to think the world is something different than it is uh, i'm going on a tangent right now no i love it I, and, and i'll add to that I'll, i mean uh, just like where ai is going you know, like, uh, is the picture of the dead baby a real dead baby or is it a dog? We don't know. But th- oh, like, yeah. all this stuff, like, um, it's uh, to me, it's like 
I look at it. It's like you constantly getting gaslit and yeah. you do question it, which is why I think so many people in particular people who are probably in their early thirties to mid forties, they end up getting like totally blackpilled because they're like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't even mm -hmm. know what, like, like you said, I have literally had that conversation about people. I'll say like, Hey, and I'll use, um, the January 6th stuff as an example. And like, don't you care that American citizens have been in federal prison for 18 months without a trial? And then I've had people say, what do you mean? They're terrorists. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. Like, How what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? How did we get what? here to where <laughs> something seems so obvious to yeah. you and then it's so obvious to them, but it's completely different. Yeah. They're living in an alternate reality, which makes you question your own reality. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people like in, in my videos, I'm like, Make sure you go out and like talk. Like I, I play in a bowling league. I try to do like boomer stuff so I can talk to regular people out there and stay grounded so I don't end up in this like terminally online. I don't have this blind spot. Mm. And that's where I found like people who are like, I'm just like, what the, are you? Are you real? Like, do you really believe that? Do you believe like, and I'm just, and then, or I see people driving alone in their car with their masks on and I'm like, and I just like, I hope that more people like just turn off the TV maybe and like, and talk to other people. And, and, and we've been, we've been driven so far apart really, I mean, forever, but it feels like it's been amplified since maybe 2016, 2015, where it's like, yeah, this, these side are the, these are the baddies. No, these are the baddies. There's no in between. If you, if you voted for this guy, you're evil. If you vote for that guy, you're evil. And it's, uh, it's a lot it's of bad. outsourcing, outsourcing your opinions. I mean, nobody has the bandwidth to be able to look into every single issue and know all the, the details uh, about everything. Uh, it'll drive you insane. That's how you become Alex Jones, where yeah, if you look too much into everything, it's going to fucking rot your brain from the inside out and drive you mad a little bit. Uh, and so, you know, people don't have an opinion on something if they don't really have the time to look into, say, the efficacy of ivermectin or mm -hmm. its history. They're just going to outsource that opinion to whatever gets fed to them. So all they know about it is what they're told. And that's like, oh, this is a uh, horse pills or whatever. Yeah, that's just an example. Uh, RFK is a, another good example of where it. You, if, unless you look into him, you're just going to think this guy is an absolute lunatic, conspiracy theorist, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's got some good takes, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's what like, that's what I thought. And then I looked into him a little more. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I can see that there's an actual side to this. And I don't, I don't really care what anyone thinks about RFK. It's more of just the image, the label that's been put on this person in order to instantly steer you away and to infect your brain before you even start thinking about it, you already have an opinion on someone that you know nothing about. And they do there's, this with everything. Yeah. They, there's a great bit that uh, Jimmy Dore has, um, I think, uh, where he's talking about uh, buying a car. You know, he's, re he's referring to people's own personal health decisions around the coof. And he says, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's like, uh, you know, 
you didn't do your own you did your own research yeah like uh and he compares getting the jab to buying a car and how people react so differently because of that programming like and when and when you become and like you said when you go down that road uh you end up going crazy because you no longer you end up in a position where you're paralyzed because you can't believe anything you see and even if something is true and easily proven i see it in my audience all the time especially mm. now when i'm ta- when you talk about what's going on over in the desert it's like there are definitely people who are like it's all fake it's an op it's all ai absolutely it's happened in hollywood blah 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 and then like i used to be like come on but now i'm just like it's hey i understand why you think that it's just a it's scenario after scenario once you see them get exposed and you say wow that's actually something that can happen and it wasn't that long ago that i was completely asleep on all this stuff i had no idea uh the nature of water or nutrition or microplastics or any of this stuff yeah it was just all sound oils (laughs) yeah it's exactly it's been i've been programmed to look past all that and say that's that's for conspiracy theorists they're just making up weird shit uh and then when you do look into you say wow there's there's substance here there Mm -hmm. is uh corruption there might be some issues with with nasa and um i don't really know about that one yet i haven't looked too much into it well there's a there's a lot yeah and you're right and then but then it's like you reach this moment where um you're, so I'll use an example that I'm going through. It's a little politically charged, but it's it's just the truth. So there were some pictures, there were some stories about babies that you know didn't survive this um, back and forth, and mm-hmm. like oh, it's forty beheaded babies. Oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. And then if you question that, you got labeled one thing, right? Yeah, but you're, then you say, that means you're in support of right. You support Terry's. You do you do this. But and then I say, well, actually, what happened in 1994 when the United States government told us that there was all these Kuwaiti babies that were ripped from their incubators and they used that to justify the Gulf War? People are like, I didn't know about that. Like, yeah, that's why I'm asking, because they've literally used the (laughs) the dead babies thing before to justify war. So act like you're insane. Yeah, you feel like, what are you talking about? The government could commit atrocities against their own people or create false flag situations to get us into unjust wars for money laundering. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's happened over and over and over again since the first international war of the country. Remember uh, those du- the piles of WMDs Bush found? There was, a, you know, all those WMDs yeah. he found in Iraq. I mean, people, for it's like, bro, that was not that long ago. Yeah, how did you forget <laughs> That yes, this does happen, and yes, the government will lie to you. And do not trust the mainstream narrative. Question it. It's probably the opposite of what you're being told. Always, don't trust the science. That's a thing that just popped up. Study the science. Do your own research. Uh, yeah, that was a great Jimmy Dore bit. Like, you sound like a terrorist. But the <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think not that it, it's funny because. It's uh, and by the way, I will say openly, like that's both sides of mainstream media. I don't trust Fox and I don't trust CNN because they're both in it for the similar things. Uh, we just saw there was a clip of uh, that idiot. Um, uh, I forget the old guy, 
he was going at it with Vivek Ramaswamy. And he's like, yeah, but you've never been in the defense industry. How can I vote for you for president? I'm like, bro, that's what we like. That's what people like about him. Mm -hmm. um, it's like they don't have any clue what regular people. All these guys make $50 million a year to be news readers. They're not on the street. The only news I really trust is local reporting, like uh, local newspapers. It's it, the very same people that tell you, Again, I'm not saying Rusty agrees with this opinion. Always trying to protect. I don't ever want people to get, you know. Uh, but it's my opinion. You know, the very same people that tell you to trust the science also want me to believe that people can identify as, as fey people and tree ants and that, that that's science. Or that don't trust science when it comes to biology, but trust science when it comes to what the guy that put 100 beagles uh, and had their faces eat, eaten off by sandflies. Look that up. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Fauci is one of the most evil people on the planet, but He's gotta that's, be. you know, look at, look at him. What, look what he did during the AIDS epidemic. Look what he did to those beagles. Look what he, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, trust. No, him. no, he's, he's a hero. Uh, he's, he's the statues will be erected. I guarantee it. That's the, that's the thing. This is what really bothers me is when people see I mean, this is also the disconnect between sides. I look at someone like Nancy Pelosi and I think of a very, very career corrupt politician. Yeah. Someone else will say what an empowering uh, person. She's such a strong, and independent woman. A yeah, hero. Yeah. And look, yeah, look, she's kneeling um, with her fist in the air mm -hmm. to support this cause or this. But there are a majority, very, very corrupt, sociopathic people in power. And we will regard them as heroes if we let them trick us until their death. I mean, and and I don't like the idea that there's going to be statues erected of these people when they were they're monsters. All um, both the, sides, by the way, most of them on both sides are complete sociopath pieces of shit. Oh yeah, they're liars for the same cause. Mm -hmm. And so here's one of the. The greatest things that's happened in my lifetime, and I wish it happened earlier for Jimmy Savile. I wish that he was still alive when he got disgraced and outed yeah. as a uh, satanic, uh, you know, very very bad dealer. person. Yeah, yeah very yeah. a very bad person does bad yeah. things. But Bill Cosby, good. I hope uh, if he's if he's guilty of his crimes, then good die in shame uh yeah. die disgrace people should be disgraced while they're still alive and not a hundred years after they die when their uh statues finally get pulled down for whatever future reasons yeah i remember people celebrating mccain when he died i was like piss on that guy like these guys never they send all these 18 year olds to go to war and they're happy to do it they are not they don't represent you they don't like you they don't they won't show up at your funeral so when I saw these T's and P's online, thoughts and prayers to the McCain family, I'm like, bro, that guy sent a hundred thousand kids to go to die in the desert. Are you joking? Yeah, like, yeah, real and, hero. And they, yeah, he's no hero. Uh, which brings us back to the guillotine, a, a return to uh, a normalcy, you know. Um, which, uh, by the way, people can get this uh, this this sweet guillotine pin oh, over sweet. on uh, it's Rusty Cage. Is it rustycage.com or is it? If they go to the guillotine.shop. Oh, there you go. Uh, that'll yeah. lead to my website where I sell all of that merchandise and other merchandise as well. Let me, um, by the way, I'm joined by Rusty Cage. Uh, 
confirmed terrorist and uh, information uh, uh, misinformationist. But the if you go to his Twitter, I can say this is easier too. And then you can go to his link tree, and then you can find. Wait, do you have it on? Actually, you have that separate site then. Oh no, it's here. I just have yeah. two different links. Get some sweet uh, return to tradition guillotine patches and buy his comic um and uh check out his you know youtube and twitter i don't want to keep you too much longer but i do feel like uh it's been a, a pretty interesting conversation somebody said Brady said did you hear about the journal that got arrested in massachusetts for exposing a corrupt town police for a cop getting killed i i'm i'm looking into that turtle boy situation i that's oh yeah that is free turtle boy um I, I don't know enough about it to comment, um, but I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that yet. Yeah, he's like, a, what I know about him is he's some local legend, um, some local like beat reporter or legend or whatever. Corruption's everywhere. Um, so I talked about the comic, talked about um, the YouTube stuff. I know you were... I know you were at least in attendance at the um, the YouTuber, the influencer boxing event. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the future of that is? Do you think that's dead yet, or do you think that it can have a resurgence? I I think it's kind of been moved into something else. I mean, uh, the people who were taking it more seriously, like you know the the Paul brothers and. Um, Misfits. They're getting real fights now. Yeah, they're guys. getting they're they're yeah. moving into something bigger than kind of the cartoony world of uh, Creator Clash. Now, I did enjoy Creator Clash. I went and mm -hmm. I went both years. I had um, Harley on last week, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's cool. I mean, they, they're putting on a show. It's a fun time. You get to hang out with all your friends and uh, whatnot. I, I don't know about the longevity of it, though. I mean, if it didn't work out last time and they lost money, I can't see this continuing to be something that people are going to be excited about well <laughs> yeah i'm just shit talking on the air but uh yeah um who knows who knows i mean they they put a lot of work into it maybe so. they can maybe they can maybe there can be a resurgence um i you know i think you know for me i don't know if you knew this but uh someone had challenged me to a boxing match no uh, uh of which i accepted um they probably didn't think i was going to accept it I immediately flew out to Rhode Island um, to get yes, punched. I did in, see that. Yeah, so to get punched in the head by Sam Hyde for a while, and uh, I'll say this: he did back out, which I suspected. And by the way, to give the guy a break, okay, when he challenged me, uh, I knew how big he was, and I was like. Are you sure I'm six five and he's five ten? And I was Can like, you say who it is? Oh, it's Review Tech, Rich from Review Tech USA. Oh, okay. and like, I'm like, dude, this is just, I mean, this is like lose lose for me. Like, I'm gonna get in the ring and people are gonna expect me to pulverize you into a fine powder. And uh, if I lose, it's you know, so if I win, I get yeah, he was you know, way too big anyway. Or if I lose, then it's even worse. Right. But what I did like, and I did like that people got into, is getting physically fit. Yes. When he challenged me, the number one, I did not want to be Boogie, right? Mm. Boogie was an embarrassment. 
Like he did not take it seriously. He, and but by the way, I knew when he agreed to that fight, I was like, you're giving the guy like three months. He needs to lose. When I agreed to fight, I, I went to my doctor and I was like, I need to lose a hundred pounds. Like, let's be real. And, you know, she's like, well, okay, well you need to schedule this out X number of months, you know? Cause I'm like, I don't want to have a heart attack in the ring. I'd rather not, you know, of all the ways to die, dying in a creator clash fight would be very close to the bottom and yeah, in, yeah, sure. in, in ways to go out. Um, but so anyway, uh, I guess what I did, I'm saying, so I agree to it. Then I started working out like twice a day and I was like losing weight and, and feeling good. And, uh, you know, Sam was gassing me up. Um, and then he can, then the guy canceled. And then I was like, immediately stopped, you know, like now I'm at least getting back on the treadmill again. But when, when he was, when we were supposed to fight, like Sam was calling me every day and he was like, right. get on the treadmill for two hours, fat fuck. And then call me and he would call me and he would have me in the morning at like six in the morning up on the treadmill. And then at like six at night, he'd be like, all right, two hours of, you know, doing steps and doing, uh, whatever those things are called where you just push the Olympic bar up, um, all this little stuff. And I was realizing through that, I was like, man, I am like just holding a two, three pound weights over my head for three minutes was like, I was like, damn. So yeah, anyway, you don't I, realize how weak you are until you yeah. actually have to do something. <laughs> yeah. I was like. I've always been pretty strong just because I'm a big guy, but then like just little stuff like holding the, you know, 16 ounce gloves up. Um, you know, it was like, it was very eye opening for me. And I did like to see a lot of people kind of getting in shape and taking their, their health more seriously. I mean, most people I think did. So maybe there can be some sort of uh stuff you know like that by the way i'm joined by rusty cage his links are both in youtube or his youtube link and then his uh twitter link and then i'm going to bully him into starting a rumble page oh, yeah. um yeah, i need to get on that you know because yeah it's kind of his, many, his list of many things that he's getting to um <laughs> you know any um upcoming projects that uh you wanted to share are you going to auction off that guillotine when you're done i think that might be a good idea I, well, how would I auction it off? I mean, what would I have to, have mm, to disassemble that's a good it point. ship out a bunch of lumber? Uh, well, I think I'm just going to keep it in, in the yard until it rots or until, uh, until you, you know, need it. the appraiser. Yeah, until I need it. Um, <laughs> yeah, until someone from the city comes and arrests me because I don't have <laughs> the proper permits. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm going to start switching up my content a little bit. Uh, I need to start moving into a format that allows me to upload more often and kind of stay in the public eye. And it doesn't take me months to put out a single video. So I'm probably going to make a show of my own um, mm. and cover more topical things. I'd like to do once a week or something, but that's the goal for next year. Yeah, is... I think you should do it. And I think you shouldn't wait till next year because, you know, there's no time like the present, my friend. Well, I got to finish the, you know, the thing. Yeah, well, there's always doing. something to do. But, right. you know, the other the other thing you could do is, you know, put your show on a different channel if you felt like it or, you know, sometimes people feel like doing that. But That's I think that will be good for you. I think you've got a lot of interesting things to say. And I think that um, I think you would do well at it, just like you've done well, uh, I think, with your music and with um your graphic novels and obviously um, your, you know, content creation in, in general, but you know uh, all these things can stand on their own. And 
I'm really thankful uh, that you're here. Now, of course, uh, Rumble is uh, there's many thousand, many hundreds of people now rolling in because oh, wow. uh, whatever there must have not sent the notification. But um, I'm joined by I want to remind people Rusty Cage on YouTube. Um, is there um, if I, if I can I keep you for a few more minutes? Are you okay? Or yeah, sure. Okay. I just want to give these whatever like a new crowd of people this came in, so I want to give them a chance to to meet you. When uh, can I go back to some of your your aesthetics? Um, I'm not going to ask you the where you get your ideas from, okay? Um, sure. But th to me, when I look at aesthetically, even in your guillotine project, perhaps most poignantly. There's when I listen to your music, even the undertone, the lyrically, visually, if I could define it in one word to me, it would be dread. Dread. Like, um, there's word. a lot, like, uh, you know, even in like your music videos where you have, um, you know, imagery of, um, you know, the trial of, uh, uh what's his name, the serial killer in, in Florida, right? Um, Ted Bundy. No, wasn't it? Didn't you have Ted Bundy in one of your music videos? It looked like no. Ted Bundy. Who am I thinking of? Um, I can't remember. What song was that? Now I have to look back up. I thought I, I thought it was like a guy talking, testifying in one of the oh, videos. Oh, yeah, that was Ted Bundy. Yeah, that was in the the grave. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, I was like, shit. Uh, like I was pretty sure. I, so anyway, um, or the noose, you know, the Christmas song, this this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The this imagery this uh kind of aesthetic um it's macabre yeah that's probably a better name for it yeah it's a better name for it um you know is that something that you know consciously you try to set out and achieve or is that something that just appeals to you that you that is a natural part of it's that's got to be a hundred percent uh natural i mean because i i find myself sometimes trying to do things make content that won't tow some sort of tos line mm -hmm. and it's very hard not to include some sort some sort of writing that's uh possibly about like death or uh other ways to become dead i have a feeling that you would go further if you weren't publishing exclusivity youtube is that is that a fair uh, I have some. You find plans. yourself self-censoring, I guess. When I say when you when you yeah, do a lot at least more now. It used to not be like that, but I mean, especially on YouTube, back in the day, uh, I was doing some crazy stuff, and I can see how that would put me uh, uh, not in their best graces. It's a different time, yeah. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> time, and so I do find myself self-censoring or becoming having to get more creative with how you put an idea in someone's head without directly saying it. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of, cause I mean, it can be a little cringy if it's a little too direct and I'm, I'm guilty of like being the super edge Lord or whatever. Uh, so I'd like to maybe water it down and spread it out. Mm. So it's kind of covers a little bit of everything but I don't really know where that comes from or why it permeates in pretty much everything that I do. Uh, 
but it's there and it seems to suit me all right yeah it's maybe uh, i'm just depressed that could, yeah, could, and existentially depressed yeah that that could be i mean that is a it is a, a trait of the artist i think that um you know like uh but i i do enjoy it i mean it obviously suits you well um you know i think uh it's interesting when you look at the platforms that exist now i think may open up uh a new avenue for you especially given you know x is a little more allegedly lenient i haven't i i don't know if i totally agree with that yet but at least this is what they allege yeah, I'm not really sure about that either. Yeah, I definitely see people getting banned uh, all the time. And, um, you know, after you create your Rumble page, obviously, it'd be a, a big success here on Rumble. Um, Rumble's really taken off. And, and I have been planning on, like, I'm, I'm going to be utilizing Rumble a lot more now that I see it. The, the reason why I didn't initially jump on is because there's been so many of these YouTube alternatives over the years. Yeah, and it's never I, ending. I get the name and I start uploading and then it just crumbles. It, they can't, they can't uh, keep doing it. They can't afford it. Yeah, it's, I remember VidMe. I remember, right. I mean, just as like an example, there's uh, 10 times the number of people watching on Rumble right now than, than on YouTube. That's awesome. So, I mean, you know, the, there's something going on today. It didn't send out the notification earlier, but you know, I found it to be, you know, it's got, um, you know, it's got this rap as like right wing, whatever, but this is what they do. This is a problem that perpetuates with any platform that supports freer speech. The second they launch, who are the people that start? It's the people that have been banned from everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the people with actual literal extreme views end up populating these platforms, uh, you know, um, and then it, it allows the media to then say, oh, well, everybody over there is right. I don't consider myself right wing. And right. like, I'm one of the larger creators on the platform. Um, yes, there are very right wing guys. I mean, Dan Bongino had 100,000 people watching him live this morning, 100K. Like I challenge people to find, you know, three or, you know, bigger streams happening on Twitch every single day. So I think that, you know, that once what it was, shed the, uh, what was the Twitter alternative that they just took down? Cause they said that that's where everyone Mastodon. I don't remember. They all got together there and this is the right wing extremist platform. And it seemed <gasps> oh, like, yeah, what was that? Called? It seemed like it was an attack. It was a gab. It now, now gab's like, um, more, it's even more like, right. Uh, it was a um, corporate attack and takedown. Like they couldn't serve their or have their website served. Oh, you're talking about Parler. Was it Parler? I think so. Yeah, Parler was one where they, when Trump got banned from Twitter, I I mean, I can share a personal anecdote that was like, it was so funny to see, oh my God, this is what it's like to not be suppressed. I had, even to this day, I don't know, I have like 290,000 followers on Twitter that are probably mostly Pakistani bots. But in the one day, like when Trump got banned from Twitter, I, I had like, I got like 280,000 followers on Parler. Mm -hmm. Like it was insane. I was like, whoa. And I was getting like thousands of likes on tweets or whatever they would call them, parlays or whatever, you know, whatever they yeah. call them. And I was like, whoa, this is what it's like to not be shadow banned. This is crazy. Then immediately, yeah, the app store removed them. It's a huge problem with the bottleneck that, you know, any app on a phone, if you want to have mass in general, if you want to have like, 
mass appeal, you've got to be on the Google Play Store and the Apple iTunes Store. Right. It's this fallacy that people think, I mean, really two companies control most of the internet. And um, especially with, you know, most people, over 75% of people view content online on their phones. Um, you know, it's 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 hard out there to, to be a site that will support, um, you know, freer speech. No site can be truly, quote unquote, free speech because someone's always going to come along and say, well, I can't kill puppies on your website or, you know, some. Yeah, yeah. Something that's thing. clearly illegal. Yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah, I do think Rumble's the one. I think it's going to stick. I hope most people, I hope more people who are apolitical or just create good content. I'm like on a, you know, I'm not getting paid for this, but like I try to, get, you know, I hate it when, like, even when I, when I go to the bar, people will be like, oh yeah. Hey, Jeremy, how's that Rumbler site going? And some, someone will be like, what's Rumbler? And then uh, I'll say, well, it's actually Rumble. And I say, oh, it's that right-wing YouTube channel. I'm like, no, it's just a platform. Right. It's, like, it's another platform. like any- <laughs> yeah. Right, because you can't be against the, uh, the status quo. You can't be an alternative. There's not allowed to be alternatives until they get control of it. And then you can have the alternative. Yes. Yeah, then That's you can you have can like, uh, an alternative sponsored by Pfizer. The, right. the um. Well, that's exactly it. I'm just like, no, you fools. There's there's nobody stopping AOC or the Young Turks or any of these leftist people from uploading on Rumble. They just don't. They 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 should. Um, but it you know they prefer platforms that are, in my opinion, more you know controlled and more um, friendly to to their opinions. That's how Twitter was for a very long time. Um, that's actually what Twitter they, is now. The Young too. Turks Turks even have that ability now i don't know i i kind of have this feeling that these really top independent uh media companies are probably compromised at this point and by intelligence agencies if they're oh. that big almost certainly and we know this for a fact about twitter i mean everyone should remember the name of alvis chan fbi agent out of san francisco that was caught red-handed infringing on Americans' First Amendment rights by telling Twitter to ban people because they said this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw firsthand through the Twitter files um, numerous intelligence agencies just you know, just telling Twitter, hey, ban this person, do this, that, that. You're right. Once you get that big, uh, it's almost certain that you're compromised. Facebook certainly is. Look at all the top people that work at these companies. Oh, yeah. I mean, the freaking um, vi- the president of Budweiser is a former CIA agent. I like it's, I it's can't, can't make this shit up. Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh <laughs> it, it's every every company is control is controlled and compromised. This is the stuff that drives me crazy and it makes me want to just go out and uh yeah, uh, yeah. cut pieces of wood and then <laughs> yeah, screw them together. Because right. yeah. and it's hard to think about everything because as we were saying earlier, if you you think about any aspect of your life. And if you really look into it, there's going to be a point probably where there's corruption, where there's compromise, where it's controlled and manipulated and you're being fed something incorrect and it's warping your worldview and you're being programmed to look at the world different. Or uh, I'm crazy. It's entirely possible that we're my brain. Yeah, we're both. Uh, possibly crazy. I want to, I want to remind everyone I'm joined here by Rusty Cage. He's, a, he's on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash 
Rusty Cage also on Twitter at twitter.com slash R-S-T-Y-C-G, both linked in the description. Please do um, give him a follow. Check out his content. It's far more interesting than mine. And uh, he's going to have a Rumble page soon. Maybe uh, it's on his um, it's on his 2024 uh, list. Before and, I die. Uh, yeah, before before we die. Wait, I might um, have one right now. Yeah, I can help you. I can help you uh, like port everything over too. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's about 2,500 people watching you on on Rumble. And think of the more things you could have said if we weren't also streaming to YouTube. The uh, oh, exactly. I hope I didn't actually get a you're fine. YouTube. You're okay, fine. Perfect. Yeah. I have a problem with that with like live shows. Uh, sometimes saying things and forgetting that they can pull streams down or oh mess yeah with your channel i actually have a two-year contract with rumble so i'm good um awesome. you know youtube uh oh you do have a you do have you had there is a rumble.com user rusty name. cage but you have to one of the confusing things about rumble is you have to like you create a user and then you have to create a channel after that um it's like an extra stupid statue gotcha. um so you log in your user and then you do create channel then you call that you know rusty cage and then you, then forever you have a user and a uh, channel linked to the same it's stupid but uh if you're on if you're watching yeah, on rumble and this done. yeah well you didn't there's a couple thousand people i could have just sent over there rusty um if you're watching this later uh you know look them up on rumble if you're watching on youtube Please do. Um, I mean, I really appreciate your time. I know it's hot as balls down there, and uh, it's Friday. And and the fact that uh, you um, shared it with us, uh, I think I'm very appreciative of that. So I, I really, hey man, really I had appreciate a great time. your time. Hey, and thanks All for right, the inspiration. Bud, you're you're pushing me to uh to get off. My I try to get to work. Yeah, I hope you will um, get out there and finish staining that thing. I'm doing so that right after on. this. All right, perfect. All right, man. Everyone, make sure to go check out Rusty Cage. Um, he's on all the links are in the description. Buy some stuff. Buy some uh, return to tradition uh, iron-ons um, or pins. Um, we got to support independent free thinkers, and um, he is definitely one of those. So thanks, thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks for watching, and thank you for having me. Of course. All right uh he's all you're all good rusty you can you can bail uh when you're when you're ready uh thanks everyone for uh tuning in make sure you go check out yeah get your rusty cage patch let's let's if we can let's like f you know flood his website like i think he's a he's definitely a, a nice a nice guy he spent time with us which i think is cool um get some oh he's got a spot here guillotine patches and stickers there you go you can get a three pack you can get uh you know all that kind of stuff um i'm gonna put the link in the chat uh here go there and i'll put it in the chat very cool guy um go buy something from him peace at least subscribe to his channel and uh you know it's quality i've got my own i've got my own uh right here they look awesome i actually have the pin on my hat eh 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 never trust a man who dyes his beard uh good point
Good point. And then I think uh, at this point, we're going to log off of YouTube and then we'll uh, hang out here for a minute on Rumble. Hold, please. Okay. I think. I think we're alone now. Doesn't even mean mean anyone's around. Wait, that's not the that's not those aren't the right words at all. All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, what are your plans for the weekend? What are your plans for the weekend? It's a wild time out there, isn't it? Doing calculus. Calculon. Remember Calculon from uh, Futurama? Mowing the lawn, drinking, playing video games. Nice. Really want to convert my shed into a chicken coop? I mean, you, you're like two-thirds of the way done. Wait, I did I miss your rant? Hold on. Godborn, I seriously wanted to get a flatbed truck and mount a guillotine on it with a bunch of baskets. <laughs> Take it to D.C. and see how many politicians would, would do a Halloween photo shoot. Um, yeah, I'm not sure anyone would do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure anyone would do that, but, uh, it's definitely interesting. Definitely, you know, an interesting thing. You're recording. Why you not reply to my email? I need a job. I don't have any jobs open. Uh, you know, have you seen my, have you seen YouTube views? New Zealand versus Island, small, salty. No, I'm not going to say it. No, salty does not. Any, uh, any breaking news today? Any spicy breaking news? Nothing happens on this day of jihad. I mean, something did happen, right? I think that they, someone yelled, uh, Aluar snack bar and killed their teacher. I know that happened. I'm pretty sure that happened today. Oh, now 1,500 Palestinians. 1,500 Palestinians killed by Israel. 500 among them are children. I don't care how many people who get, who get killed by war are children. People who are people are dying, and I feel like that's the point. You know, they're dying. That's kind of the point. It doesn't make it any better or worse that if there were kids, there's still people dying. Benicide Shapiro, Jesus. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, then there's Gaza genocide trending. Uh, always possible. Jeremy will see you a lot down the road and think, man, I should have hired that guy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I hope you find somebody. I mean, if you um if you email me, I'll try to like if you look tell me, you know, where you're looking for a job or whatever, I can try to find it. Hold on, if we can still uh hold on a second. If you get it up now, I'll link it. He's creating his rumble page right now. I'll I'll get people to to follow him. His content is really interesting. Um, you know, I think the idea that uh, you know, I don't know if you've if you all have seen any of Rusty's content, but it's really cool. Like, um, let me show you some real quick. Doesn't get to be anyone around. Um, hold on. I don't sleep anymore. I don't sleep because I fear what I dream. Perpetual failure, one after another. The antithesis of progress and a systematic decline of everything that I've worked to build. The numbers don't lie, I'm done for. And everyone knew before I did. It's a fast-paced world growing faster every day. And in my dreams, I fall behind like some sickly elder of a nomadic tribe, slowing down the herd until a young warrior smashes my head in with a rock, freeing the others from my burden. How can I keep up? When the demand for content is more than anyone is reasonably capable. When the stress to stay relevant drives the necessity to do more extravagant but less logical things. I regret Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in real life. And one of these 10 people is going to walk away with this chocolate factory. Do we do it because we want to or because we have to? The line is blurred, and yet it's all coming to an end, internally and out. World famine, food shortages, mutually assured destruction, the absolute enslavement of humanity, body and mind. It's all a lie, backed by scraps of paper with a exponentially declining value. Someone is laughing. They're all laughing. They laugh as we struggle to find our place in the fast approaching new world. They laugh at our naive need to play a role in their liar's theater. I'm working. He's building the channel right now. Where does that leave us? Useless, ignorant, thespians. Lost, broken, aimless, and prophetically helpless from our reliance on the conveniences provided by the prosperous times of yesterday. Who's going to deliver the food to your door? No one. You will crumble. You will perish. And we will all believe their lie that it is not the fault of our incompetent rulers, our overlords, but that of our fellow man, our starving, destitute neighbor, our newfound enemy who suffers alongside us. And we will go along with it all, and they will laugh. It's all coming to an end. And there's no clear answer to the final important question. What do we do now? Let them 
guillotine with Tombeck. You don't give up. A guillotine. You don't understand. The blade of the guillotine. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I just want to show you, like, like his shit is awesome. Significant. I'm not a carpenter. How am I supposed to build? What am I supposed to do with it? The knowledge will manifest itself to you only when the time has come and all will be revealed. For this burden is yours and it will be done. What's the price we pay for building a guillotine? Well, with the cost of lumber up 44% in the past two years and a quickly devaluing soon-to-be-worthless paper dollar, how much will materials cost? How do I actually do it? I've got no experience in construction and certainly have never built anything like this before. This big. And it has to be big. All right, go all follow him right now. And the whole device elevated so everyone can observe its majesty, even from a distance. Maybe a 10 by 10 foot deck six feet above the ground which will give it a total height of about 18 feet tall i'm putting the link in let's let's uh everyone uh go subscribe feet into the ground let's let's support creators that are willing to come over to rumble nine ten foot two by six inch cross beams eleven ten foot sideboards and joists twenty two by six inch by the way he does music and everything else like that base frames two 12 foot long two by four inch upright beams sandwiched between two by six 12 foot beams making a slot which will guide the blade and how the hell am I going to get these to stand upright? It's already on a deck that's six feet above the ground. I'm going to have to somehow figure out a method to hoist it let's all. Get him, uh, let's get them. Let's get them at least a couple hundred. On the front and back, supports on the side, cross support beams to stabilize the basket, headstocks with braces on either side. The, his videos will move over somewhat quickly. Roughly 18 by 20 inch piece of metal cut at an angle and bolted to a heavy mount. I'm thinking I can use something like a street sign as the blade if the metal is strong enough. And it has to be sharp. Not considering all the hardware and tools, my rough estimate for the cost of the lumber alone will be around $1,200. Good Lord. I sure hope I can get a sponsor for one of these videos. But if not, well, I'm going to make my t-shirts eh? available on my website for everyone to see. So if you know everyone, go follow Rusty Cage. Can give any advice or critique. Because now we got, now we got him to come on over to Rumble. This is going to be one hell of a challenge. But it has to be done. And I start tomorrow. I'm getting him to set it up in real time. Now I got to get this. He's only at 19. Let's go. Get involved, chat. Think in the chat. As far back as the 1200s, there have been machines used for the purpose of decapitation. One particular device called the Halifax Gibbet worked by dropping a weighted blade down a wooden frame onto the victim's neck. Fast forward to France, 1789, where criminals were decapitated by sword, burned at the stake. Their bones send this to... Boiled alive, dismembered, and hanged. 
these were all follow more deaths and many notable high status french citizens and aristocrats campaigned for the abolition of capital punishment altogether one of these notables was a french doctor named joseph ignace guillotine who proposed that execution be carried out by a simple and painless humane killing machine a machine we all now know as the guillotine my machine will take off a head in a twinkling and victim will feel nothing but a refreshing coolness, said Dr. Guillotine regarding the device. It should be noted that Joseph Guillotine did not actually invent the guillotine, but was the notable proponent of its use as a humane alternative. The first use of the guillotine in France was in 1792 on a French highwayman named Nicolas Jacques Pelletier. On the day of his execution, the death machine was placed on top of a scaffold in front of what is now the City Hall of Paris. A large crowd formed around the display. The people love to come out. Oh, you have to search later. I think if you search being ripped apart and boiled and burned alive. If you just However, search the guillotine was positioned quickly and within seconds of bringing up Pelletier, he was swiftly and cleanly decapitated. I'm sure it'll be dissatisfied at its clinical on there momentarily. They hungered for suffering. Sand just keeps sliding out from in between the post hole diggers. So I'm going to have to. So just so people know, like, sand he down, so literally built this from scratch. Later become infamous during a period of the French Revolution known as the Reign of Terror, in which the First French Republic overthrew the previously ruling monarchy, leading to the 1790s. It doesn't work from app on phones. King Louis XVI and his queen, Marie Antoinette. The vacuum created by the fall okay. of the monarch brought rise to it. a period of political revolution, characterized by distrust, infighting, and a we growing try something quick that enemies and anti-revolutionaries were hiding around every corner it's about 98 degrees out right now sure is fun working in the sun this fear led to the implementation of the law of great terror in which political crimes were treated far worse than common crimes as they threatened the existence of the new free french society at whole well I got my nine holes dug. They're all roughly 36 inches deep. Well, I'm gonna, gonna, I think I'll, uh, about half a foot a piece. I'm gonna, you know, he's got. Wait for, wait for the series to come over to, uh, wait, wait for the, for everything to come on over to Rumble. Uh, I suspect it'll be... I'm going to put his link one more time in here, his channel. It's probably not going to show up in, in your search just yet. But I also put it in the description. So go check him out. I appreciate everyone being here on Friday. Let's support Rusty for coming on, coming on over to Rumble. Let's get him going. A couple hundred followers at least. And uh, the link works. I just followed. There you go. So the link in the chat works. You should be able to click it in the mobile app. Uh, I, put the, I put the Rumble link in the description, if, but you have to refresh. If you refresh, um, it'll show up. There we go. Nice. All right, everyone.
go follow his channel. It's in the description. It's not coming to search yet, but using the link in the description will work. Okay. You're going to love his content, I promise. And the more people we can recruit, like I'm actually going to go back and get on uh, Epic Meal Time too and make sure he creates one. Only 45 followers, 3,000 people watching. Let's go. Check out Rusty Cage on Rumble. Give him a follow. There he is. His videos will be up soon. Everyone have a great, great weekend. And uh, we'll see you Monday at noon.